this week on Pep Talk. Have you ever thought about starting a podcast? Well, my guest today is going to help you understand everything that you should know about podcasts. My name is Hannah Russell, and I'm the founder of a business called Mags Creative. We're one of the biggest independent podcast companies in the UK. We reach a couple of million people every month with our shows. Do you think there's still room for one of my listeners to start a podcast? Audio listening has increased since the pandemic started. Previously, it was very much a commuting experience. Now we see that people are listening at kind of pockets of time throughout the day. What you're looking to do as a podcast creator is fill one of those slots. What other tips do you think are good for people listening that perhaps want to grow a podcast? Anything that is in audio advertising, we do as a starting point. So that would be guesting on other shows and it would also be cross promotion as well. Have you got any insights on, on anyone listening that might want to get a sponsor? Our mission is to help 10 million people start and grow a business for free. We want nothing from you. In Pep Talk, we interview industry-leading experts from around the world who share actionable know-how and life lessons. That's why we're excited to partner with GoDaddy to power up Pep Talk. I've been using GoDaddy for years and would promote them on this podcast even if they didn't sponsor us. You can use their free website builder and start your online business at no cost and even get help these days with naming your business. For 40% off GoDaddy tools, click the link in the podcast notes below and use the code GDXPEPTALK. Have you ever thought about starting a podcast? Or perhaps you have a podcast and you want to make it fly. Well, my guest today is going to help you understand everything that you should know about podcasts. So Hannah, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for taking your time out. Perhaps we could start by you telling the audience a little bit about yourself. Thanks, Simon. I am very pleased to be on the show. My name is Hannah Russell, and I'm the founder of a business called Mags Creative. So I started Mags Creative four years ago with my sister and business partner, Faith. And we started out making lots of different types of content, but we identified really quickly that podcasts were having a bit of a resurgence. So people were suffering from screen fatigue. There was this real kind of leaning in towards audio. And so we started creating podcasts and audio content in 2018. And then fast forward to where we are now in 2022, and we're one of the biggest independent podcast companies in the UK. We make branded content for companies like Facebook and Google and Puffin. Um, we also have some original exclusive commissions. So we have one with Amazon Music and also with Spotify. And then we make and develop our own shows as well. So across all of that different type of work, we reach a couple of million people every month with our shows, and that's growing a lot at the moment. So that's what I do. Well, thank you. I wanted to talk a little bit about how you got into this business. How did you, because like looking at your history, I mean, without going too far back, you were once working at HTC. And for some of my younger listeners, they might not even know what that company is. But how did you, how did you get into this space in the first place? So I did work at HTC and it was actually a really cool project. We were um, sort of working in the publishing and ebook space at HTC at the time. So I've always worked in I guess, emerging formats, emerging industries. Um, and when Faith and I started Mags Creative, we were a content-led marketing company. So we weren't just creating audio content. That was Faith's background. And my background had been in the kind of business development and commercial side of startups. But we had to pivot really, really quickly the business. So we originally, we were creating video content and audio content and graphics and GIFs and, and executing those across lots of different channels. But we realized early on that podcast was the channel that we felt most passionately about, but also that was experiencing kind of the biggest growth and had the most potential for us to differentiate ourselves as a business. So 
we actually niched ourselves quite early on. So we went from being very broad to, to being a podcast company. And that has really served us well over the last four years. It's interesting. So I was just reading about Hewlett Packard and how they're moving into publishing now. So it sounds like um, that HTC manoeuvre was actually quite ahead of its time. It was. And it was my first kind of foray into a startup life, because even though they were an enormous company, they had sort of pulled together this almost startup style team where we were testing lots of different ideas. We were building MVPs. And it was this amazing, as a kind of graduate, it was such an amazing initiation into the world of work because I got, you know, it, it, there was a lot of budget and we were able to experiment and try things, but it was also quite agile and lean. So there's millions of podcasts now and, and people feel perhaps they've missed the boat if you're listening now and you haven't started a podcast. You know, do you think there's still room for, for one of my listeners to start a podcast? How do you feel about it now? I definitely think that there's room for, for people to tell their story through podcasts. And I think there's a couple of reasons behind that. I think we're moving away from screen time. We spend now working remotely much, much more time on video calls, looking at our screen. And actually that screen fatigue is only intensified. So audio listening has increased since the pandemic started. But what has actually happened is the times that people are listening to podcasts has changed. So previously, it was very much a commuting experience and people would listen for an hour in the morning and an hour in the evening. Now we see that people are listening late at night, maybe when they're up doing jobs, they're listening in the car, they're listening on their walks, they're listening at kind of pockets of time throughout the day, maybe when you're cooking. And that's all being shown through in the data. So regular podcast listeners have seven slots generally in their week. And actually, what you're looking to do as a podcast creator is fill one of those slots. So if you are going to start a podcast, I would suggest you want to make it um, consistent and regularly released so that you can become a regular listening habit for one of those listeners with those seven slots that they tend to listen to podcasts across the week. And so um, I think the format, so for example, personal podcast versus a, a company branded podcast, my instinct is that the personal branded podcast seem to do better, but maybe I'm wrong. What, what, what's, what's your insight on this? I think it's such a good question, Simon. And we would always look at what the objective of the show is. So um, with founders and, and entrepreneurs, you're obviously able to tell a really personal story. And it's kind of quite similar to personal branding, where people connect with humans as opposed to brands. But actually, if you're looking at, at it from a kind of branded perspective, and maybe you're the CMO of, of, a, of a startup brand, or you're the head of marketing at a brand that is looking to tell their story, if you want to engage, if you've got some kind of marketing messaging that you want to, to push out across your audience, and you've got the option of either engaging with your audience on um, a 60 second social video or a 30 to 40 minute podcast episode, which wouldn't be branded content for the entirety of those 30 to 40 minutes, but is going to align you with a particular message or a particular kind of way of speaking. It's such an intimate and powerful way of talking to an audience. So I think it totally depends on what you're looking to achieve. But there's space, in my opinion, for both personal podcasts for founders and entrepreneurs to tell their stories and do things in maybe a little bit more of a human and, and personal way. And then also branded content that is done really, really well and maybe aligns with a particular kind of marketing campaign or, or messaging that you're looking to, to kind of push out across your audience. And doing that through podcasting just allows you to really kind of 
genuinely speak to your audience. And I think there is a hybrid. You've done this very effectively with, with brands like Facebook, but I, I'm doing it on this podcast with GoDaddy and Taylor Brands supporting this, this platform. So you can team up with brands that perhaps you feel aligned to, that can help bring value to the community you're talking to, and then you can have the best of both worlds, right? Absolutely, and it's that knowing what you're looking to achieve, who your audience is likely to be and who you are talking to, and what is an authentic message that you can have a conversation with that audience about, because we've all heard really jarring host-read ads on podcasts where you think, this person doesn't even know what they're talking about, or that brand doesn't align with this messaging, or I'm not interested in that. But I think when it's done really, really well, it actually feels like a value add to listeners as opposed to something that is kind of out of sync or jarring. Yeah, and this is, um, you know, I'm, I'm part of your community, so I've learned this from you. I'm going to regurgitate it as my own knowledge now. But, <laughs> but basically, I, you know, I, I, I went to brands, and for people listening that want to get a sponsor, is I, I went to brands that I felt I was using and I felt could actually be useful to my community. And um, brands often offer affiliate income. And so I said, I don't want affiliate income. I, I, I believe in your product as a brand and I believe it will bring value to my listeners. So let's team up. And that's how I got them on board as partners. I didn't say to them, please sponsor the podcast because I want to make money. Um, and I think then brands also do resonate with that uh, core value alignment. And, and I think that's the tip here if you're looking to get a sponsor. I mean, what, what have you got any insights on, on anyone listening that might want to get a sponsor? I think that is the perfect starting point. It's working out what is your podcast serving to an audience that maybe other podcasts aren't and getting really deep into your user insights as a podcast. So, you know, what sort of demographic are you speaking to? What's the gender? What else might they be listening to? And some of this stuff you can pull from kind of podcast data analytics and some of it you might need to have some conversations with your listeners and work out you know why are they listening to me what are they getting from this podcast and the more kind of um of a story that you can create around your show then I think the the better that that is to go to a brand and then as you said when you're looking at identifying the list of brands to have a conversation with who do you use who are you opening on your laptop every morning when you start work or what brands are you kind of spending money with? Who are you really kind of invested in? And how could you talk passionately about one of those brands because you really do believe in what they're doing? And if that kind of passion and, and use of a brand aligns with what you think your audience is interested in, then I, I would definitely say there's a really strong case there to be having conversations with brands. But having said all of that, it isn't easy to kind of get sponsorship from a brand for, for your podcast, particularly when you're starting out. And so we always talk to people about podcasts being a sort of long game play. So, you know, there's very few podcasts now that launch and become total overnight successes. And actually people are starting podcasts as a, as a part of their long term marketing plans, if you're a business or career plans, if you're an individual. And that consistency and longevity is a really big part, we believe, of the success. And there's an interesting stat, actually, Simon, that in the top 10 shows in the US, I think seven of them have been around for at least five years. So that just goes to show that, you know, these shows have been building over the long term. And it isn't the type of industry where always you can just kind of launch and, and get your results immediately. I just want to take a moment to thank Taylor Brands for sponsoring this podcast. Have you ever been told you can easily start a business that will make money while you sleep, only to realise it takes a ton of work to get a business started? 
Taylor Brands makes starting a business easy. With its AI-powered platform, you can get your business a logo, social media designs, printed merchandise, and so much more, all in just a few clicks. That's why I love Taylor Brands. Whatever your idea is, you can make it look legit in a day and actually start selling through the Taylor Brands platform. For 40% off your first order, check out the links in the podcast notes below and use the code PEP. Now, let's get back to the podcast. Right, I think that point you're making there ties so nicely into entrepreneurship in general, right? You have to be patient. I think you have to enjoy the journey. You have to be, you know, you have to have a vision. And so uh, to your point, I mean, like people might see this show as having, you know, a big brand like GoDaddy sponsor it. We were a year and a half just putting out content every single week without any sponsors partly to find out what our audience wanted, to get our format right. And so, yeah, I think it will take us another three years to be in the top 10 in the US. I'll be actually surprised if we do it. You know, it does take time, as you say, but people need to remember that. It's, it is it is something, that's why probably another, you know, a bit of advice to take from what you're saying there is for the people listening, you know, get into it with that mindset. And then you won't be disappointed that by episode three, um, it's not number one on the charts, right? And a lot of podcasts, I mean, the stat I saw was the um, the average podcast lasts four episodes before people give up. Yeah, and that's interesting because you, you were talking at the start of the show around, you know, there's millions of podcasts. Is it worth me even launching something? But of those millions of podcasts, I actually can't remember the exact stat, but a very small percentage of them are active, which is you know, having had released, I think, an episode in the last three months. So hundreds of thousands of those podcasts have been, you know, experiments of people where they've sort of started something. And then, as you said, got to episode three or four and thought, no, this isn't for me. So the, whilst there is a lot of competition in the podcasting space, I wouldn't be put off by that number of kind of millions of podcasts. And I would also caveat, caveat that with the fact that, you know, there are hundreds of millions of books that have been published in in our lifetime and there are far more youtube videos and um all sorts of different types of content that are being distributed around the internet and actually podcasting is is very much a nascent industry and is at the start of that journey so i think there's still huge room for people to find their audience um and get involved in it still and um, I, uh, I have been uh, taking the knowledge I've gained from you and going on places like Twitter Spaces and Clubhouse talking about how to market your podcast as if it all came from me. Um, I was actually <laughs> on Twitter Spaces last night. We had uh, nearly 700 people in the room. It was crazy. And I was quoting something I learned from you about how um, one of the clever things to do when you, when you launch a podcast is to uh, go on other people's podcasts and how the community will actually support each other and and often people do have a slightly different angle on their podcast, but sometimes the communities can overlap. So, you know, just going on other people's podcasts and supporting them and being a part of their community. That was one thing that I say, I've been pretending it was all me that know, knows this, but I learned it from you. What, what other tips do you think are good for people listening that perhaps want to grow a podcast? I think that as a starting point is a brilliant place to start because effectively what you're doing is you're finding listeners where they already are. So you're not having to convince people on social to listen to podcasts and to listen to your podcast. So anything that is in audio advertising, we do as a starting point. So that would be guesting on other shows and it would also be, you can do as totally free kind of route and channel, you can do cross promotion as well. So find some of those shows within the podcasting space that have enough of an audience overlap for it to make sense for you to work with them. Then either and, or you go on their show as a guest but you can also just do shout outs where at the end of an episode, they might say, 
hey guys, if you've listened to all the episodes of my show, head over to this podcast because I think it's really great. And then in return, you also do the same. As with the advertising and sponsorship, it does really help when that's a show that you really can genuinely endorse and feel excited about talking about. And likewise, you know, you want the host that you're working with to have listened to some of your episodes and to be able to kind of send people your way. So those two things in audio guesting and and cross promo, Um, we don't completely discount social, but it's certainly, um, I would say, an unpredictable driver of, of audience to podcast because, you know, we can work with individuals who have huge audiences and you would expect that audience to migrate immediately over to to podcasts, but that isn't always the case. Having said that, if you're working with guests who have really maybe more niche and engaged audiences, then I would certainly be providing them with social assets and with the ability and the tools that they need to promote your show. Um, and similarly, building a little bit of a kind of brand piece around your own podcast. So either promoting it across your kind of personal social channels, or in some cases, we actually create new kind of assets and, and artwork, but only in the cases where we see that show kind of being able to build a real community around it. Um, and you can you can do either or then you can get press coverage and you can also work with the platforms like Spotify and Apple to get featured, which can really help drive new listeners as well so there's lots of different channels but I would say starting point absolutely find listeners where they are get guesting and get cross-promoting the other thing that I didn't do early on and I learned later um, was to ask your guests to also push out the podcast somehow I never felt like I could ask they've already given their time to come on the podcast as you are doing to then say hey would you also mind promoting our podcast but it turns out people don't mind they just need to be reminded (laughs) so you know stepping up and being brave and if you give people some nice assets and you know they've got something that makes it really easy for them to put it on LinkedIn or Instagram or Twitter or whatever then nine times out of 10, you know, maybe not nine times t- out of 10, actually, that's a little bit generous, but a, a majority <laughs> Let's say seven and a half of, out of 10. That's, se- you know, I don't seven and a half out of 10. Yeah. Well, I, I, we just... In- we, we just had Sarah Willingham, um, she's an ex-Dragon and Dragon's Den, incredible business person, um, done, done an amazing uh, amount of very successful businesses. And uh, she's got 17,000 followers on Instagram. So it doesn't sound like a lot of followers, does it? And then she posted about our podcast on there. And her, what I realized was those are real fans of hers, like really, really uh, you know, appreciate her. And they all came over and listened to the podcast. So it doesn't necessarily need to be a guest with millions of followers and, and we've had guests with millions of followers because it's not about that it is about you know i want to hear um who someone i really respect ha- has to say so sometimes again people might target guests with millions of followers missing this point that sometimes there's certain people that just have very loyal fan bases that can be more powerful than someone with millions of followers and also i would add to that if it's someone that hasn't told their story a lot we really find that if it's someone who hasn't been on lots of podcasts but you've got you know, the exclusive or one of the exclusives with them, I think that's a huge pull and you should really kind of work on that. And essentially you're asking a lot of people, you know, so when a guest promotes something on social, it's it's fine for people to sort of like and comment, but then to actually kind of take the time, 30 to 40 minutes, 20 minutes, however long that episode is to really kind of immerse themselves in it. We just, I think you have to take that responsibility really seriously as a podcaster and know that it's a big ask of people in a very time poor world. So the more you can do to convince them that this is the only place you're going to hear this story. And also, as you said, work with with guests who have got those engaged super fans, then that's a kind of a bit of a magic formula. 
Totally. Now I've noticed emerging uh, people like Spotify are now offering you the opportunity to advertise your podcast and promote your podcast. Are there any paid or pay to play uh, things like Spotify? I'd love to hear what you think of that new platform or anything else out there that people listening might like to learn about or know about that would help them if they do decide to do a podcast or have a podcast right now and try to make it more successful. Definitely. I didn't talk through paid budgets, but if you have got the budget to promote your podcast, then I would say spend that money on audio advertising as opposed to on, say, boosting social posts. Um, And you can now, through Spotify's um, latest product release, spend, I think the minimum spend is something, a couple of hundred pounds. So 250 pounds, yeah, I was just reading. There you go. It's It's a much, much lower entry point than has been previously the case. So Weirdly, you need you need a VAT registered company to be able to use it right now, but it might be because it's in beta. But I bet a lot of my listeners don't have a VAT registered company. I was just going to say, Simon, what's the experience been like of using that platform? We we just we just registered, so we don't I don't know yet. So yeah, I think it's still early days, but it, it is literally. I mean, at the time of recording this, it's a week it's a week into their new launch, right? So it's not really. I don't think anyone's got even you. You're the cutting edge. Of everything podcast we're all we're all learning right so uh, but we're, we're gonna we're gonna try it because i as always it's um just making sure that your content that you work so hard on producing gets to the people that would find it useful so it'll be really good if, if spotify do offer for example in our case targeting for entrepreneurs uh, and make sure that it gets to the people that would find it useful and that's a bit of a game changer because previously the kind of minimum spend starting points have been in the thousands of pounds so as a as an independent podcaster to be able to say you know i want to play around and i want to experiment with hundreds rather than thousands of pounds i think it's going to be really interesting to see how that develops and how that changes the industry if you do have in the thousands of pounds and you can work with um, advertising platforms like acast or audio boom which will then allow you to either insert spot ads or host red ads across shows that have the right sort of audience for you um but I think this Spotify thing is is super interesting and we've got a very close eye on it. Great. Well, we'll um, write a blog about five things you should do to start a podcast and five things you can do to grow your podcast. And we'll put it in the podcast notes below because we've run out of time now. Hannah's got to go back to running her company. But just before we go um, to follow your ethos, are there a couple of podcasts that my listeners should be listening to? I'm going to say Jimmy Jobs of the Future. I know for sure that people should be listening to his podcast, Fascinating Insights about the Future of Jobs. Is anybody else you want to plug that you think my listeners should be listening to? Um, our Spotify original is a really brilliant show. So that's with Munro Bergdorf and it's called The Way We Are. And I would highly recommend heading over to Spotify if you've got access to Spotify to listen to that one. And then the one, and it's not one of our shows, that I am binge listening to at the moment is The Trojan Horse Project. The Trojan Horse Project or The Trojan Horse? It's called The Trojan Horse. Um, and it's a cross-production prom- cross between... Be careful between how you Google zero- that, by the way, folks. Yeah. <laughs> it's a um, co-production between Serial and the New York Times. And it's just, it's, it's going to be a big hit, I think. So I'm binge listening to that at the moment. We'll put the links below. Perhaps don't Google it because you'll end up in some virus software or in products you shouldn't, you don't want to be looking at. So we'll um, we'll put the lo- links below to those podcasts. Um, my uh, wife is actually listening to the podcast at the moment about aware parenting, which actually has some really good insight into how to parent when you're an entrepreneur because it's really tough. I've got a four-year-old who's literally been knocking on the podcast studio door this morning saying, Daddy, come and play with me because it's half-term holidays 
at the time of this recording. So, you know, how to deal with that and how to manage that. And I found that podcast to be um, really very useful for, for parent entrepreneurs. I need to listen. It sounds great. It does. Well, look, Hannah, thank you so much for giving time. Pleasure, as always, to talk to you and look forward to having you back on the show in the future. Thanks, Simon. It's been great. Thanks for listening to Pep Talk. We hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to follow The Purposeful Project on all our social media channels where we're giving away even more free business secrets and entrepreneurial value. Again, we'd like to thank our sponsor GoDaddy for powering this podcast. From naming a business to buying a domain name to building your website for free, GoDaddy has you covered. For 40% off GoDaddy tools, click the link in the podcast note below and use the code GDXPEPTALK. See you next time, entrepreneurs. And remember, you're not alone.